to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks with uh, Blake Howard and Sophie Lai. Zoll's Geese, you know what that means, Blake? It is Gaggle of Geeks, so welcome to 2SER's Gaggle of Geeks podcast. I am Blake at Blake is Batman Howard, and joining me as always is... Soph underscore Lie, also known as Sophie Lie. Hello! Hello! The host of So Hot Right Now. If you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're listening uh, at another time live to Sofa on Sahara right now. But <laughs> this is the blown up version of the Gaggle of Geek segment that is on Saturday mornings on 2SE. Uh, how are you, Soph? I'm all right. What a week. What a freezing, freezing week. It's been good. I'm really enjoying the coldness. It's great. I've got a nice jacket I got for Christmas time. Have not been able to take it out of the cupboard until now. I'm very excited. So, uh, yeah, good times. Seriously? Good times on the end. I was at the beach last week. <laughs> and yeah, that today happens. I am in a beanie and like three coats. What the hell, man? I'm not prepped for this. Nah, it's good. I'm ready. But, My body is ready. Yeah, well, the good thing about uh, cold weather means mooching on the couch and watching more TV. So Yeah, good TV time. <laughs> good good TV, TV time and a good guilt-free TV time. Geeks in the summer <laughs> often have to be derided by their friends and family <laughs> members. <laughs> To like really push through and then you can be like, oh, it's fucking too hot outside. I want to just sit in the air con, you know, but now in the winter, bless, blessed be. Blessed be. This is the time. This is the time. This is our time. So this is our time. Oh, bless. Awesome stuff. Bless. Well, if you are going to be mooching on the couch watching TV, we have some good news for you. We do. Uh, it's very good news, but... You're, you're only – it's going to be so good that you're going to go have to re-binge things you've already binged. So Rick and Morty is a behemoth. It is the best adult animation that is kicking around uh, TV or streaming or anything really um, of the last couple of years. And Dan Harmon and Justin Royal and the co-creators have been kind of faffing about and being a bit cagey with the season four announcement because mm-hmm. season three ended. It was the strongest season yet basically incredible and then there wasn't any talk so everyone was like freaking out like what's happening is adult swim canceling them but evidently there was just a massive negotiation happening between justin Roiland, dan Harmon, and adult swim because yeah. this week it was announced that 70 freaking episodes are announced so which pretty much means seven ish seasons of of rick and morty for us in perpetuity. So like we're up to three seasons now. Last season was like 10 eps. Yeah. So that's, that's a decade of this show, uh, which is already planned into the future, which is just thrilling which is, uh, and, and so amazing. Which is insane because you think of most animations, they're like, you know, one season, 30 plus episodes, sometimes even into the hundreds. And then there's little Rick and Morty, just 10 eps. That's all you get. That's all you get. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like 70 eps. What the hell? 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of shows have also or a lot of companies at the moment, especially in this sort of modern environment, have been really scared to do long term deals just because, you know, you don't know if it's going to stay relevant. And, mm. you know, some other adult animations like F is for Family, which is uh, created by Bill Burr and stuff like really great that's on Netflix. And um, same with like Bojack Horseman. Mm. They seem to go season to season deals, even though it's like they want to have a first look. And if they're willing to keep making it, they'll keep going. But Rick and Morty's been one of those cagey ones where we haven't been sure what they're actually going to do. But clearly, like, this is a huge renewal. And it's 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 Adult Swim's number one comedy, cable or broadcast, among millennials in 2017. So they're thinking, you know, we have this rabid and really sort of um, uh, engaged fan base. And, and you know, it's, it's sort of permeating through popular culture in a huge in a huge way. And, um, and so, you know, and there are also some really angry, douchey Rick and Morty fans oh out there. Hello, if you're listening. Um, but, but, <laughs> Go but away. It's, it's, it's Go been really away. popular. So yeah. um, seven seven seasons worth. Uh, and you, that may, you know, may not be seven seasons if they, if they do more than 10 apps. You know, they've got, might be a bit more ambitious with some arcs. But I'm just super excited to see where they go. It's just one of the smartest and and deepest shows on TV. And, uh, and both of those guys are extremely talented. So I, I can't wait to see where they go next. Absolutely. It's actually quite funny. One of my mates, like, she's like, oh, you watch Rick and Morty? And I'm like, no, give it a chance. Just because hey, some hey, assholes, ch- just because some assholes like it doesn't mean it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Very much agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's great news for Rick and Morty fans, but it's, you know, it's been a bit brutal week for people in TV as they await the news of whether their show's been renewed or not. Yeah, look, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which you're a huge fan of, I'm sort of a bit more of a casual fan, has um, been announced that it's been cancelled by Fox and they've kind of put salt slash a lit cigarette into the wound by um, announcing that Last Man Standing, a really douchey Tim Allen piece of shit show, um, is also coming back, uh, you know, to get some of, I think Soph called it in our live show, get that Roseanne money. Um, and uh, really I think, I think which, I, which I think is perfect. Uh, I think it's perfect description um brooklyn 99 though guys look there was announcements there was a big outpouring brooklyn 99 um as in as much as has probably a little bit more hope than some other shows that have been canned because a it's insanely popular b Mm. it's been really critically well received and c um a comedy like the Mindy project, which was nowhere near as popular um, as Brooklyn nine, nine was actually canceled off Fox a couple of years ago and then snaffled up by the American streaming service Hulu. So the show kept going. Yeah. Um, and so what it's kind of lucky about is that it's pretty much Hulu have said, you know, almost straight away um, a couple of hours after the news broke, there was some other wheeling and dealing apparently going on in the background. Now, as we read more that, um, that they're investigating, just keeping the show running on Hulu, Mm. but Andy Samberg is like the Prince of Saturday night live. So even though he left the show last year to continue on with Brooklyn Nine-Nine exclusively as his only gig, they have a really strong connection with NBC. Um, So if, if, there's um if there's any possibility for the show to live it may even you know which is super weird jump networks um over to NBC um and and Fox wouldn't mind that because it'd still be making them money in residuals um as well as the guys making money uh, and the show continuing which is weird in itself that they're picking up a show that was cancelled last year um like last man standing it was cancelled by ABC they're taking it on and they're like getting rid of their millennial 
audience in a sense to get some more older audience. And it's like everyone's trying to aim for a younger audience. Well, they're just like, nah, screw the younger audience. We're going to go for the oldies. It no, is it looks, such a weird so, strategy. <laughs> so if, I think you nailed it, which is like Fox and Fox News they skew older. They're a conservative audience. They're mostly, you know, there's a conservative audience in America and, you know, a a diverse, you know, wacky um, uh, sitcom that takes the mickey out of police shows and police procedurals, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely doesn't play to that audience nearly as much as something like a white only, you know, begrudging husband in middle America starring Tim Allen, who's like Mm. a tried and true property might play. So look, you know, if Fox News wants their, you know, to to spruik their conservative fan base with conservative based shows, they'll do that. You know, Roseanne, as you said, is that that Roseanne money's there to be made, and uh, that you know that audience wants to be catered for. So, you know, they might make but, a few more sitcoms. But again, oh. sitcoms and networks. So, what have we said? Like Big Bang Theory is one of the most popular shows oh. on TV. It could not be a bigger heaving piece of shit if it tried and and, and, and then it gets its own spin-off it, it, with young sheldon you're like why even I watched the trailer to young sheldon and i wanted to kill myself like i'm not kidding it was just like uh, john favreau's name was i was like john stop okay <laughs> what are you go doing back, go make another chef which was a masterpiece oh. okay stay out of young sheldon you need to keep your credibility I mean, I mean, look, that's like 30 pieces of silver. He probably needed a whole roof on his house. So much money they throw at these dumb projects, Big Bang Theory. My God, absolute nonsense. Anyway, so let's get away from terrible, terrible shows and 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 just be hopeful that things like Hulu um, can snaffle in uh, these shows. Because, again, you know, look at you and I are Hannibal, Fannibal diehards. Um, and that show, even though it did end in the third series at NBC um, – there's constant talk about resurrection because there's so many other platforms that are out there that are looking for those kind of shows. And, you know, um, someone put it to me the other day. So mm. I want to, I want someone was saying, I want an a plus show, you know, right now in this current streaming environment, there's a lot of B pluses, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of three and a half star shows that are out there but those five star ones are rare birds and so when they do come around you know if they do get cancelled or their life ends um you know uh, you know if they're not just purely targeted for the money these smaller streaming services are craving for that one that really cuts through both critically um and, and as far as a cult hit so you know we might you know things might find new life which is uh, which is positive which is good but i don't think they're going to ever be on the networks <laughs> you know the fox networks now you're going to yeah. hear about them more on Things like Hulu, things like Amazon Prime, things like um, Netflix, um, and, and all these like smaller places is where you're going to find this stuff. Yeah, because I mean, like, it's the cult stuff is what has longevity. That's the things that people will still be talking 20, 30, 40, 50 years in the future because it's that good. I mean, they're not going to be talking how great Big Bang Theory was, are they? Well, if they are, you know that they're insane. <laughs> They're absolutely insane. So if, if, if someone's like, how good is that Big Bang Theory show? Oh, my God. It's like it changed my life. Uh, you know they've got real serious issues um, <laughs> and you need to distance yourself from them immediately. Oh, dear. But Fox have also cancelled The Last Man on Earth. It's not Last Man Standing. Renewed that one. But cancelled The Last Man on Earth as well as Lucifer, um, which is one of my guilty pleasures because who doesn't like a... 
a comic book adaptation turned into a police procedural. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Oddly enough, not that bad as I thought it would be. Um, and it looks like apparently Lethal Weapon might be also up on the firing list. And... Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon's on the firing list for a completely different reason. Mm. And let's actually, Soph, can you queue up? I think we have to talk about the shit list. Is it happening? Is it happening? We haven't had a shit list in ages, Blake. Yeah, this this is it. This this one's a good one for the shit list, I think. Um, so Lethal Weapon has had some, like, look, the TV show has been mixed. It's one of those shows that it's so terrible that I couldn't help but watch every episode of the entire (laughs) season. Isn't that the same with the films? Uh, no, no, (laughs) don't you dare. Lethal Weapon 1 is one of the greatest films of all time. Fight me, don't at me. Don't worry, I watched, I think, um, Lethal Weapon 4, like, Probably several times because my mum loved Jet Li, so it was just always on in my house. You know what's really weird, right? So Lethal Weapon 1 is amazing. Lethal Weapon 2 is incredible. Lethal Weapon 3 is an insanely ballsy film. Mm. Like if you watch a movie about a black and a white cop and about crooked cops set in like L.A. riots, L.A., you know, it's a deep, it's a deep, and gang violence and stuff. It's a really deep film. Like the, you know, the young African American gang members are being manipulated by crooked, you know, ex policemen. Um, it's a really ballsy movie. It didn't land. It doesn't have the same. It's got a bit more venom, and it doesn't have the fun uh, as much as the others. Mm. And so, you know, I think it, it's, it sort of doesn't work. But Lethal Weapon Four, besides the absolutely frustrating like terrible like stunt double work because you can tell that it's not Mel Gibson. It's just like a young guy and then there's like tubby old Mel Gibson there. Yeah. Besides that, it is a really great Hong Kong action movie. Totally. Like it's it's really high quality. So all the lethal weapons upon reflection are all excellent. The TV show, first of all, as a prospect, excited me. I'm like, oh great, you know, mm. updated, updated. Let's see, let's see how they change it up. Um, let's see if they can, you know, because it was really ambitious and, and different to have like this older black cop who was living in suburbia. It was like an idealized, you know, Murtoch was like a Cosby version of a cop. And then there was this like psychopathic ex Vietnam vet, mm. um, who was his partner. So it was like weird to see how they were going to play it. But two things happened. One of them was that they cast Damon Wayans and I was like, <laughs> Oh God, this is going to be garbage. It's going to be awful oh, dear. because he's just not funny and he's not Danny Glover. Danny Glover is no, got a hilarious timing. comic timing mm. and he's got, he's got a bit of gravitas as well. He's really yeah. cool. Um, but they did the Riggs part in the TV show is played by this guy named Clayne Crawford. He'd been in a couple of things, um, but apparently there's been some serious incidents that have been happening on set um, you know, he's been reprimanded um, and there's been things that he's been doing on set that are like causing a lot of issues. And so apparently they're now they're keeping the show because it actually rates. But <laughs> what they're saying is that Clayne Crawford is now being fired and they're going to recast Riggs in the third season. So really, really weird and interesting to see where it goes from here. I haven't watched a lick of the second season. I've only seen the first mm. Um and uh, <laughs> and actually a fun story out of this shit list story because the incidents um, um, aren't very nice. I, I went um, on there. But um, the show's really bad that it kind of puts you to sleep. And uh, <gasps> one of the things is that I'll kind of fall asleep 
and my poor wife will be awake and then I'll wake up and like start the episode again and she'll be like I don't want to watch this again I've just watched it but and you I'm were like, dozing no, like a baby I'm dozing it's terrible but yeah so there's um there's most certainly you know some uh, uh it, it, they're being they're being a bit cagey specifically um about the incidents um so you know uh there was like um sh- you know there was precautions and proceed uh, you know issues happening on set with um explosive devices and stuff like that and yeah. some other so it, it doesn't go into as much detail as i would have liked on what i'm looking at right now but um but yeah he's he's out and on the shit list for being a douchebag um, <laughs> but the show's pretty terrible as well so that might get kicked off the air so we'll see how that goes uh we'll see fox what are you doing <laughs> what you doing fox what you doing oh good bloody hell um, but yeah, apparently Gotham are now waiting on the firing line. They're just like all the cast members have their fingers crossed as they await the their fate today. <laughs> God, it must be grim this time of year for every actor and producing company. And oh, yeah, it's the it's you know it's a it's a time where shows get renewed or they don't. And uh, you know, I think I think some of these shows they've got to know the writings on the wall. Like mm. making a t- getting even a TV show, getting it to pilot and getting it made at a big studio like this is a is a rarity um and you know in this new streaming era a show coming out or netflix producing a show you know it seems to happen very easily there's not a lot of stress they target a creative and they do a a work with them but you know there are actors out there who've made 10 to 15 pilots and they've never been taken up so you imagine the stress of like Mm. you get in a pilot you do the read it gets filmed sometimes multiple episodes get filmed and then it just sits on a shelf forever, never goes anywhere. Then again, they go into the next cycle. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know how some of these performers do I it. I just don't find it a very good economic model, but you know, <laughs> that's just me. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter. That's just me. But all right, that's we've talked shit, Liz. We've talked about things that have been cancelled and maybe not cancelled. We'll see. But something is, we are having a revival here The Predator, Blake. Yes. Um, let's have a listen to the trailer for Shane Black, the director of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Long Kiss Goodnight, Iron and Man, Man 3, T-H-R-E-E, that is, Iron Man 3, and uh, of course the writer of Lethal Weapon. Here is the trailer for The Predator. Something tore him to pieces. I think they're attempting hybridization. They're upgrading on every plant they visit. 
We need to know if you pose a threat. We're assassins. Isn't posing a threat kind of the point? <laughs> favorite tentacle alien <laughs> is back. Your favorite tentacle is back, did you say? Tentacled head alien. He's got oh, ten- tentacle head alien. Yes. Tentacle dreads. Rasta. <laughs> Rasta alien. Bless him. Yeah, look, um, I'm an absolute ridiculous fan of uh, Predator, um, the original by directed by John McTiernan. Um, it was actually Shane Black who starred in the original Predator telling off-color jokes about echoey vaginas um, was actually brought on to rewrite the script of the original Predator because the studio wasn't confident in it. And at the end of the day, he just added like tiny, like a few lines here and there. He said, no, the script is the script. It works. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's basically stay with it. So yeah, John McTiernan, um, you know, directed um, that, you know, that masterpiece of a film, um, Schwarzenegger, Jesse, the body Ventura, Carl Weathers, Whew. Such a ripping cast, absolutely okay. awesome. And, Do we need some and, cold water for you, Blake? Like, oh, I just, I just one of my favorite. It's just one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. I, it's one of those ones that I can watch at any time, pound for pound. It's so great. So any new Predator, not Alien versus Predator, none of that BS. But any new Predator stuff, I'm always keen on. And uh, the trailer, this trailer, I actually, you know, I didn't mind. I thought it looked quite good. Um, has had a bit of a mixed reaction, and mm. so I, I kind of tend to think. I don't know whether Fox even know what this movie is going to be. Um, so I don't really uh, – I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the trailer um, as a whole thing. But I what, I what I saw and I liked is some great actors, Boyd Holbrook from Logan, Trevante Rhodes from Moonlight, Keegan-Michael Key's there, Sterling K. Brown, who was in Black Panther, and obviously um, the uh, the – uh, American Crime Story OJ series, which he's won a stack of awards. Mm. Um, Thomas Jane, uh, Edward James Olmos, um, and you saw Olivia Munn there as well. Yep. Like I really like the look of this cast. It's really eclectic. It's unexpected. It, it's totally not what the makeup of a, like a Predator cast would have been in my head, which you know gets me excited. And um, no, these and are Shane- like full-on drama actors. <laughs> Yeah, like really, really accomplished dramatic actors there as well. But you know, Fred Decker wrote it with Shane Black, and uh, and and now that you know he's in the director's chair, so it kind of just seems like fate. You know, there's something really special about one of the guys who was in the original Predator making a sequel. It feels like it's in the family, it's in the wheelhouse. You know, it's like it, it's been it's been sort of grandfathered in to be a really good uh, mm. sequel. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I did really actually enjoy. The Robert Rodriguez produced Predators uh, movie, which um, uh, came out a while ago and starred Adrian Brody. I actually enjoyed that quite a bit, um, but it, it kind of fell a bit off uh, fell a bit off the radar for folks. They weren't you know they weren't into it. I think people have just been dying for Arnold Schwarzenegger to be in like a Predator sequel, and it's about thirty years too late. So I just he's, don't think it's ever going to happen. He's not coming back. He's just recovered from heart surgery. He's not come. Well, he said he was back, but. <laughs> I do think he's coming. Uh, I'll be back. Not to Predator, bro. It's not done. to Brother. He literally woke up from his heart surgery. He's like, I'll be back. <laughs> so I good told on you, you I'd be back. I'd be back. I'm back. But probably not to the Predator franchise. But look, uh, it's got a great cast and I'm very interested. 
Yeah, I'm interested too. I I think this is a good one to look forward to later in the year. It's one of the ones that's flying under the radar until now, which is awesome. But speaking of not flying under the radar at all, um, in the most uh, ham-fisted segue possible, (laughs) is so you and I have been talking about a little film that's coming out in two weeks' time. Uno. 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 A.K.A. Solo. Solo. The Star Wars story, the origin of Han Solo. And uh, for a long time, Mm. Chris Lord and – sorry, I'm going to – I don't want to get – I don't want to mess their names up. Sorry, Phil Lord, Chris Miller. I always mix them up. Lord and Miller, the two guys who made the Lego movie and made 21 and Jump Street um, remake, they were involved in the film. Halfway through shooting, they were replaced because their vision of what they were trying to create was misaligned to what uh, the uh, Lucasfilm team wanted out of the Star Wars movie, and they were replaced by Ron Howard. Mm. And for so long, you and I have been talking about, like, whose movie is this? Like, what monster is this going to be? Oh, is it just going to be mishmashed of everyone, like bits and bobs? Like, that's what happened with with Ant-Man. Parts of it was still, like, you know... Still had that Edgar Wright flavor, Edgar Wright flavor and then parts of it just not, no. No. <laughs> so what has now happened is any time a director's change, um, there's there there can actually be a uh, there's sort of sometimes a battle for who actually directed the movie. So like with Justice League, where Zack Snyder's name is still as the director, mm. and a lot of people think it should have been Joss Whedon. If he, if Joss Whedon didn't direct more than say fifty percent of the film or like forty percent of the film, he's he's not deserving of a co-director credit. Mm. So sometimes they might have put co-directors, but Warner Brothers didn't do that. So Phil Lord, um, uh, so Phil Lord and Chris Miller recently viewed the final cut of Solo. Yeah. Um, and what they discovered was that pretty much seventy percent of the film had been shot by Ron Howard. So wow. the cut that we're going to see in the final theatrical version, more than seventy percent of it is is his. So they are actually not disputing that credit and, yep. and Ron Howard will actually be the director of solo. So there won't be some weird like directed by Ron Howard and Phil Lord and Chris Miller um, or something to that effect. It will actually be Ron Howard solely on the director's credit. Interesting. Well, um, overnight, though, we've had a few first reactions. Some reviewers in the US have managed to see it. Yeah, it's pretty positive. It's very positive. Like, they're praising, most of them are praising um, the action scenes and the really strong performances. So, it's it's something. I mean, considering we've held our skepticism for a lot of these past six months, I'd say. Yeah, we're skeptical. We're skeptical. We'll just sit back here in our skepticism. Look. First reactions are a problem, mm-hmm. and this is why this is like an insight. Is there are certain sort of big movie fan uh, fanboy sites and stuff like that that will often do first reactions, and and a lot of first reactions feel very effusive. Like every time you hear them, it's like best one ever, best one ever, best mm-hmm. one ever, best one ever. And after a while of looking at every reaction that these people talk about and they're all best one ever, you really become like numbed to it. It's yeah. like, it's like, no, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. My biggest thing is never look at the first reactions, wait about a week and then you'll see what the actual balance is because sometimes there's like 10 out of 10 and then when everyone starts to pour on, lots of other international critics, et cetera, um, it starts to really change the makeup of um, what it's going to look like. But I'm keen to see Solo. Um, I'm, uh, you know, it, it's going to be coming out in Oz very soon. So, you know, there's midnight screenings. Just get along, check it out, see if you like it, mm. if you like it. 
Um, but if you if you say any BS like it's better than Last Jedi, just shut your face. Just stop talking. See the movie first. Um, but one thing that seems to be in common is they all are talking about how great Donald Glover is in Solo. Uh, yeah, um, I mean he looks so great. He's just at the top of his game. So if I think I think you and I have been gushing more about Donald Glover than anything. So that doesn't seem to be a surprise. But it's, no, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm I, I'm, I'm hoping that. He was always going to be a highlight. Chewbacca mm. is my next highlight. I'm just hoping that uh, young Alden can uh, step into the epic shoes of Harrison Ford. It's not yeah. a mean feat no. um, to step into those shoes. So it's two weeks out, so we can hold out till then. But the thing is, Donald Glover has been pretty much dominating the whole conversation and pop culture this week when he dropped this. First opening bars of This Is America. Um, holy smokes, Blake. Yeah, look, it's, a, it's an absolutely tremendous uh, piece of work. Uh, really, really. It's one of those great, like it's a great track. It's a, it's a great track. But when you watch it with the clip that oh. dropped, um, you almost don't ever want to listen to it again. Like the, no. the, the visuals are so intrinsically tied into how good totally. the track is. And just absolutely blew up. Like Donald Glover hosted SNL, went on there, did a whole bunch of funny skits. There was uh, the the a Kanye place was uh, if you can seek that out on YouTube, <laughs> is very funny. Um, trying to stay watching uh, um, Keenan um, uh, try and stay quiet every time they tell him more stories about what Kanye is doing on Twitter. Oh. Um, it was absolutely sensational. But you know he dropped this track live in a performance because it was hosted as Donald Glover and performed as then uh, as the musical act uh, Childish Gambino. Gambino, and then. He dropped the actual film clip, which is directed um, by Hiro Murai, who does all of Atlanta. And it's just, it's amazing. It's this, you know, incredibly dense visual document that is um, sort of a bit of a tapestry of uh, being black in America. Yeah, sort of American iconography um, in subtle and overt ways, and, you know, really wrestling with gun violence and, uh, and, and, racism. You know, and racism and dance and popularity and meme worthy dance moves and death um, riding a pale horse and cars burning and lady liberty is played by scissor um you know people it, it is it's just an incredible dense piece of artwork uh, I, I was extremely impressed with it as i'm sure everyone was i've watched it like 25 times i keep watching it it's um it's the very best thing that I think he's done, yeah. and I think we're seeing someone right at the peak of their powers. And uh, you know, he's he's been he's been growing, and he's been a you know an interesting character because people have been skeptical about him starting as an actor and then moving to be a rapper, and then there's always been these questions about you know where's his skin in the game. Mm. Um, but he's the more and more that 
Donald Glover works with Atlanta and his latest Childish Gambino albums and and now sort of moving more into features and things like that as well. And as a writer and as a musician, people are just like, man, this guy's just an artist. Like he just he, seems he to is. have a perspective that is urgent. And, um, and you know, Atlanta is in and of itself pretty amazing. I'm very late to the party. I've been catching up this week <laughs> um, on Atlanta season one and I'm just completely impressed pound for pound every episode is great um but yeah this this uh, this clip so if i don't know about you but i was just like this is amazing yeah like you watch the clip and you're like how even and then i heard it on the radio and i'm like it just does not have the same i'm like is this even the same song yeah because you really need that visual thing because it's just such beautifully made like beautifully made video clip that just hits you in the gut the moment you see it and then you watch it again and you see more and then you watch it again and you see like three more motifs that you didn't notice like the first round it's just he's you're right he's an artist he's an artist on top of his game and he's so versatile and I was everyone was really sad when he was like um this is going to be my last outing as Childish Gambino um late last year and it's like no don't go we need you do not go I I, I heard something um I can't remember where I heard it, but I, and I'm going to probably butcher it in paraphrasing, but it's like I reserve the right to change my mind mm. and also reserve the right to be, you know, to contradict myself. And I think that that's like when I think of childish Gambino as this alter ego to Donald Glover, mm. I think that's that's probably what we're going to see with this guy. You know, he feels like such a he's a he's a performer in that specific lane right now, and it feels to me like Donald Glover and childish Gambino, like uh, the the way that he's saying he, he may want to end it. It might just be like an evolution. Mm. It doesn't probably doesn't feel like an end to me, especially after seeing that clip. No. Um, I feel like he's but, been renewed a bit. Yeah. He's been refreshed, you know, and sometimes it takes that. It's like, you know, you think what more have I got to possibly say? Mm. And then you live in America. <laughs> you're like, Oh no, I've got some shit to say. <laughs> I got some plenty stuff. Of shit to say. I, I got some feelings about certain things. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I love that that that's inspired that and you know especially in a week where Kanye West is just well Kanye doing... loves it <laughs> so Kanye's is very confused right now I think yeah look for anyone who's you know confused about Kanye baffled about Kanye there's a brilliant piece in the Atlantic mm-hmm. uh, magazine by Tennessee Coates who is just an unbelievable artist and writer yep and also uh, writes Black so... Panther so pick up his stuff if you can yeah, I was just going to say, a great run of Black Panther, in mm. fact, that had a big influence on the film. So, yeah, I, I would just say really strongly um, to, to you know, check that out. But, yeah, it, this week was like Donald Glover's week to shine, and uh, it, it it's just amazing. He's just hit this peak, and hopefully that means that Solo's good. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and if it doesn't, Donald Glover's still awesome, so that's all. <laughs> that's, all that's our only takeaway without seeing the movie. Donald Glover. Without seeing the movie, Donald Glover is awesome in most <laughs> things. So it should be fine. So that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Oh, no. But coming out next Ooh. week, though, Blake, it's Deadpool. Deadpool. And the final marketing, you know, train is steaming, full steam ahead so this week. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, like... They released a trailer last week and we were like, oh, it's the last one before release. We're not going to see any more marketing. We were just, in a way, mourning it a bit. And then, yeah, and then they did the Celine Dion. And then they, well, that, that was Celine Dion, yeah. It was Celine Dion, but like, that's the last of it. They're not going to do anything more. And then they dropped two pieces of marketing this week. Amazing. So good. 
Sorry, of the course. first one is an incredible David Beckham gag, which just gives and gives and gives again every time you watch it. So if you're going to play it right now for us, but oh my God, this was so hilarious when I watched it. Check it out. David Beckham speak? It's like he mouth sex to can of helium. You ever heard David Beckham speak? It's like he mouth sex to can of helium. I am so sorry. So, so sorry. Too soon? Yeah, too soon. Lo siento. Amor, lo siento. Tickets for the cup. I can't wait to not watch Italy play the Netherlands. I can't stay mad at you. Healing hugs. Here we go. Oh, God, finally, that feels so good. You smell amazing, like cinnamon in manhood. Let's never let go. No, 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 we should let go. Let's let go of this burden together. Just wonderful. No. Okay. What was you apologizing for, anyway? Well, just the bit in Deadpool with the, the voice. Doesn't ring a bell. What did you think I was apologizing for? I mean, there's a list. Green Lantern, yep. R.I.P.D. Horrible. Selfless. Terrible. Blade Trinity. Oof. Bolt Neck. Bolt Neck was a masterpiece! David, I'm so sorry. I yelled, I raised my voice. I lost control. Please open up. Take my breath What a song. What a time, Blake. Oh, <laughs> so, so good. good. So, so good. Oh, my gosh. Like, it just doesn't stop. And I'm <laughs> – I actually did a double date when he came out with the uh, um, mariachi songs. I'm pretty sure one of them is David Beckham's kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. I'm going to have to check that out I have again. to double check. I could be wrong. My eyes could be playing tricks on me, but I was like – isn't that one of his kids? <laughs> it should be. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that'll be hilarious. But as you know, it's also Eurovision time, Blake. And Australia oh. is now in the final with Jess Malboy. But I don't understand any of this stuff. It's like you're talking a different language to me. We're not in Europe. We're in Asia. We're in Asia. And we love Eurovision. So they let us in. It's how it works. Apparently not for Canada. Eurovision is so dumb, okay? <laughs> Eurovision is like the participation award of of events because we're in Australia. Anyway, so baffling. Sorry. Go on. Sorry. Go on. So he's, so he, you know, he's a bit miffed that Canada didn't make it him. Here's what he did to pitch it in Europe. Canada. A beautiful country steeped in a rich musical history that includes the likes of Adams, Bieber, Young, Buble, Shatner. And yet, we've been snubbed by that European sing-song competition thingy you guys lose your shit over. Our generous gift of Celine Dion alone should earn us an invite. And don't give me that crap about Canada not being part of the European family. You let in Australia, and they're barely on the planet. Well, it stops now, Europe. You've awakened a sleeping moose. All the power of our military. Legally, I have to use air quotes, but traffic cones and affordable health care will be coming at you hard. He 
He's coming for Europe. <laughs> I mean, so if they sent Bieber along to Eurovision, <laughs> probably clean it up, eh? It would smash it. Justin Bieber's insanely popular. That would be hilarious. Him especially, or if, especially if Deadwood came out dancing halfway through. <laughs> but he was like, Celine Dion should have been enough to bring him into Eurovision. And I agree on him because that was a beautiful power ballad that is totally Eurovision worthy. <clears throat> oh, it's Eurovision. It's better. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't <laughs> understand. So I actually don't have any clue. I'm like, people are like, Eurovision, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Blake, it's an excuse just to get drunk with your friends and listen to bad music. You know this is how it goes. Okay. All right. Well, look, <laughs> I mean, if any of my friends want to come over for a drink, I mean, we can watch anything else. <laughs> we can watch anything else. Uh, but, yeah. So that- no, I've looked. Deadpool, it's Deadpool is what is coming up on the show next week. We're going to be reviewing Deadpool. We are excited. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it this week. Yeah, I mean, five more days. I'm just wondering what else they can drop in those five days in the lead up. I think we're okay. I don't think we're going to get too much more. I don't think we're like, I I mean, maybe one more thing, maybe one more thing, but. Um, you know, right now they're also contending with Solo. So this is where Disney is really putting its uh, – trying to put the sword into into Deadpool and trying to take some of the heat off of uh, what's going to happen because, yeah, it should make a stack of money in its opening week. It will have no competition um, for one week and then Solo will be out with midnight screenings and stuff to try and start eating into that Deadpool money. So people will be out in force, I think, in that first week and then, uh, and then picking up uh, Solo the following week. Well, I hope Deadpool has a response – like a response marketing campaign when people go see Solo and he'd be like, screw you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what might happen. I am There waiting. might be a Chewbacca gag. <gasps> yes! There might be a Chewbacca gag. Who knows? So, oh, this marketing campaign has given me life. Seriously, Blake. <laughs> He's like, you're, you're, you're like a marketer's dream right now. Oh, he really is. Just out of the box and just... Let's just do this. Let's just get David Beckham in. Let's just get Celine Dion in. It's like, okay. It's just a nice way to, you know, show that he's just poking fun. He's mm-hmm. just having he's just having funsy funsies. All the funsy funsies. Um but Blake No rant. No, no rant, rant, guys. Well you had a shit list. So you had a minute. I did rant. have a shit list. There was a minor rant. But no real rants no. this week. No. No rant. No rant. But you can listen to all our past podcasts just Head along to all your favourite podcasting platforms. We'll be there. Two SER's Gaggle of Geeks with Blake and Sophie. Yeah, and please uh, subscribe, rate, review, and tell uh, all of your friends that you go see a midnight screening of Solo with uh, to subscribe, rate, and review, and look out for our review. But till then, bye. Bye.